Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. Talk about how to be free from worry. Is it even possible to live a life free from worry? And we want to look at what the Word of God has to say about that. Amen. Now, when we talk about worry, what are we talking about? We're really talking about something that's taking place in your soulish realm. We're talking about something that's taking place in your mind. You see, worry is something that's taking place actually in, 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 in the mind, in the realm of your thinking. And so worry is actually a, a product of your thinking. You can have two people who are facing a similar challenge and the one person might be worried, the other person might not be worried about it. And so it's not the challenge, it's not the issue, it's not the circumstance that's producing the worry. What you want to understand is is that worry is actually produced by something on the inside of us. You see, worry is located in your soulish realm. It's really your mind, in a sense, running on autopilot. It is your mind uh, gravitating towards all the things that you do not want. And you say, well, Alex, well, worry is not just a thought. No, worry is a, is a feeling. I mean, I, I feel it. It's something that I, can, that I can feel. And what I want you to understand, friend, is that the way you feel is really going to be the result of the way that you are thinking. I want you to really catch that. I want you to understand that what we are predominantly thinking about is going to produce a feeling on the inside of us. And that feeling on the inside of us is what we call an emotion. And of course, your emotions are very powerful. There are feelings on the inside of us that will lead us into a certain direction, either for good or for bad. But I want you to understand that your emotions and your thoughts are really interrelated. You see, uh, you don't just wake up one day and, 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 and say, well, Alex, I'm feeling sad today. Uh, it might seem like that to you, but I want you to understand that there's some thought pattern underneath that sadness. There's something that you've been thinking or focusing on that's causing that sadness. And so in the same way, this feeling of worry is caused by something that we are thinking. You see, worry, guys, is really a habit. It's a habit. It is something that we have to learn to do. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really an acquired behavior. I, I submit to you guys that there's not a single person, not a single child that comes into this world, uh, worried. Uh, guys, I could be wrong, but I don't think that, that anybody is born into the world in a state of worry. <laughs> you know, you're, you're born, you know, and you're all screaming and everything, you know, and it's like, you know, ah, oh, you know, that kind of thing. But, but there's, worry is something, guys, that we have to learn. It is acquired behavior. And and I want you to understand that any learned behavior can be unlearned, you see. And so, and so the fact that worry is a habit is, is, is something that's pretty awesome, really, guys, because what that does is it implies that we have a choice in the matter. We have a choice in the matter. 
You see, a lot of times the issue with worry is you feel you have no choice. You know, you're saying, well, Alex, I'm just worried about these situations. You know, maybe you're worried about your kids. Maybe you're worried about your finances or your health. And I'm not denying that there's some issues going on in your life. But I want you to understand that I really believe, guys, that God wants us to live in a way where we are free from worry. And we're going to be looking at a lot of scriptures here. I just really want to take my time here tonight with uh, the introduction and just kind of really lay the groundwork here. And we're actually going to get into 10 keys or 10 ways of, of really becoming free from worry. And we're going to look at the scriptures. But I really want to take my time tonight with the introduction. And I want us to see that worry, it's a habit that means we have a choice in the matter. And guys, the key to replacing any bad habit, <laughs> do you guys know what it is? Well, you want to replace it with a good habit. Amen. And so we're going to look at some very practical things that we can do to uh, replace this worry habit. But before we get to that, I want you to consider some more things. And I want you to understand that worry is oftentimes the result of what we are exposing ourselves to. You see, you see if you're always exposed to negativity... If you're always exposed to the news media or you're just watching, you know, negative kind of entertainment, guys, I'm not against entertainment, but if you're always watching stuff that's dark and, and everything like that and, and fear-based, well, then I submit to you what happens is that's going to have an impact on how you feel on the inside. And so when you're always taking in something that's dark or fear-based, well, what happens is, is, is that's going to produce some worry, you see. And so worry a lot of times is what you're exposing yourself to. And guys, how many know if you expose yourself too much to the news media or to the stuff that's going on in the world, uh, they're going to give you some reasons to be worried, guys, you see. And so we're going to see tonight that a lot of it has to do with where is our focus? Where am I putting my attention, you see? Now, another thing about worry that's important to understand is that sometimes chronic worry can be the result of negative or perhaps traumatic experiences that we've had in the past. And we want to take some time here to just kind of address that because we don't want to brush that underneath the rug. You see, guys, I, I think it's important for us to understand as Christians that God is is not just interested in in where we're at spiritually, but I want you to understand God is interested in what's going on in your soul. And there's some of you watching me and you've had some traumatic experiences that happened in your past. And I want you to understand we don't want to just brush that underneath the rug. I want you to understand God is actually interested in that. And I believe God wants you to be free from that. And so sometimes chronic worry is caused by some traumatic experience that happened in the past. I have some friends actually that were in a car accident recently. Their entire family got into this car wreck and, and guys, praise God, they were not injured. Uh, you know, nothing serious. They had some, some bruises and things, things of that nature. And, but nobody was seriously injured. But we were talking a few weeks ago and, uh, they were just sharing how they, every time now they get into their car, especially driving on the freeway, that there's this feeling of anxiety that comes over them, this feeling of unease, you know, this almost feeling of panic. And so that's, something that's caused by that traumatic event. In fact, anxiety, guys, is, is a little bit different from worry. You see, anxiety is, is actually suppressed emotions. 
when you are walking around anxious, what happens is is that it is the the result of of suppressed emotions that were caused by some kind of traumatic event, like in this case, a car accident. And so it's it's still, however, I want you to see a mental emotional thing. It's something that's rooted in your soul. You see, it's it's not something that's happening necessarily in the moment. It's something that's happening in your mind, and and, and you're you're scaring yourself in your own mind with with what you think could happen. And so when you're when you're dealing with those kinds of situations, guys, the approach is still the same. You want to understand it's taking place in your mind. Now, sometimes people and, you know, some of you might be watching me and you've had some really heavy stuff that happened to you and and that might have to be addressed in a in a kind of a separate kind of manner. I still believe God, you know, absolutely wants you to be free from that and he wants you to he wants to help you with that. And I think one key for addressing any kind of unresolved emotional issues, guys, is you got to address it. How many know you got to address it? You can't just ignore it. You can't brush it under the rug. You got to acknowledge it. And when you acknowledge it, that is the first key to becoming free from it. Are you guys tracking with me? Let's talk about the definition of worry here for a moment. Uh, I think it's very important, guys, that as we approach this subject, that we really kind of understand our terminology here and what it is we're, we're actually talking about. Now, we've already shared with you that worry is a condition of the mind. Uh, worry is a product of your thinking. Worry is really your mind running on autopilot and it's gravitating towards the stuff that you don't want. In other words, Alex, what if this thing happens? Or... Alex, I heard this other thing on the news yesterday, and, and what if that happens to me? You know, that kind of thing. So it is a mind that is uncontrolled. It is a mind that is operating on autopilot. And guys, our very basic definition of worry is this. Worry, guys, is negative meditation. Worry is negative meditation. Now, when we talk about meditation, I want you to understand that biblical meditation is, is really to think intently on a subject. You see, biblical meditation, and the Bible guys talks a lot about meditation, it's not this thing where you're emptying out, out your mind. No, biblical meditation is to think intently on the Word of God, on a certain subject. It's, it's to focus your mind. A biblical meditation is to mutter something, is to mull it over in your mind, to, to, to focus your complete attention on it, now, guys, we are called, of course, to, to meditate on the Word of God. What I want you to see is that worry is negative meditation. Worry is you meditating on, really, in a sense, the word of the enemy. It's, it's you meditating on the stuff that you don't want. Now, I want us to look at this in the, in 1st Timothy chapter 4, verse 15, as our definition here for meditation. I want us to look at this first in the King James and then in the, um, New Living Translation, and uh, pay attention now to what he says here. In 1 Timothy 4.15, he says, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. And so notice, to meditate something, one way that we can define meditation is it is us giving ourselves wholly over to something. You see, it's not just you on the surface thinking about something or, or, or kind of casually considering it. 
It's not even you trying to memorize scripture. No, what it is, is, is you giving yourself wholly over to perhaps a promise that God has made to you in his word. It is you giving yourself wholly over to the word of God. It is you giving yourself wholly over to a certain subject. Alex, what does that mean? It means that you allow it to consume you. Uh, you think so much about it that it really starts to get down into, into your feelings, into your emotions that you, when you're meditating on a promise of God, it's you getting to a place where you, 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 you can kind of start to see yourself living that promise even before it manifests, uh, before it manifests. 1 Timothy 4.15 in the NLT says, give your complete attention to these matters. Notice how he defines it. He says, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Now, in context, this is Paul writing to Timothy, and of course he's talking about ministry. He's, he's really giving Timothy some advice in terms of how to lead this particular church that Timothy was pastoring. And Paul says, give your complete attention to these matters. And notice, then he says, then he says, throw yourselves into your, into your task. Then, you know, do after, I want you to notice, he tells him to do after he gives his complete attention to these matters. And so, and so to meditate on God's word is, is to focus intently on it, is to focus so much on it. In fact, guys, that what it does, glory be to God, is it's going to produce a positive picture on the inside. You see, now I'm talking about your, your, your self-image. I'm talking about how you see yourself. You see, Paul told Timothy, Give your complete attention to these matters. And then he says here in the NLT, throw yourself into your task so that everyone can see your progress. Why did he not tell him just to go ahead and do it? Well, he wanted him to first give him, give his attention to these matters because I want you to understand that the way that you see yourself is going to determine how you act. It's going to determine how you do a certain thing. You see, and so the purpose of biblical meditation is not just to memorize scriptures, guys. It is really to get the word of God down into your heart. And when it's down in, in, your, in, your, in your heart, someone says, well, Alex, how do I know if it's in my heart? Well, friend, if it's in your heart, what's going to happen is it's going to produce a picture on the inside in your image maker. You're going to start to see yourself differently. You see, if you meditate, uh, friend, for, for a prolonged period on the fact that who you are in Christ is the righteousness of God, you meditate on that so much, sooner or later, it's going to change how you see yourself. Sooner or later, you're going to begin to see yourself righteous, you see. And I want you to understand that the way you see yourself is going to impact how you act. It's going to impact how you do a certain thing, but it's going to impact the direction that your life is going to go. Now, worry is the same process, but in reverse. You see, meditating on God's Word produces a positive picture on the inside, whereas worry produces a negative picture. Now watch this. The positive picture enables us to operate in faith. It's going to enable us to see the purposes of God coming to pass in our lives. It's going to enable us to align ourselves with what God wants to do in our lives. Whereas the negative picture, guys, is going to produce fear. You see, you see, fear and faith, they come in a, in a very similar way. It's what you're focusing on. It's what you're giving your attention to. You see, 
and you see how that process intensifies. You see, when you're when you're operating in worry, it's like, yeah, you know, Alex, I'm a little worried, but it's okay. You can kind of tolerate it. But you worry about something so much, well, sooner or later, it's going to produce fear. And now what happens is you're going to start to feel more uneasy, you see. And, and, and fear happens when, when, when the thing that you're worrying about drops down into your heart. Now, the, this thing about the heart, guys, is, is very important because we want to understand that we all have images on the inside of us all of the time as a result of, of our dominant thoughts. Now, someone says, Alex, are you talking about the imagination? I'm talking about the imagination, but I'm not talking about, you know, you... You know, sometimes people think imagination is just like in a sense where you're just, you know, making something up. You're, 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 maybe you're a writer, you're writing a story or something like that. I want you to understand all of us are using our imagination all of the time. In fact, I submit to you that if you are worried about something, what happens is you're not just thinking about it, but you have an image on the inside of you. You know, you're rehearsing it and then you're kind of seeing certain things happening maybe that you don't want to have happen. That's a negative picture on the inside of you. And I want you to see you're, you, you're always using your imagination. Because if I tell you right now to think about perhaps your kitchen or your living room and you're thinking about it, well, guys, how many know what you're thinking about is not words or sentences, but what happens is there's a picture that comes into your mind, you see. And so what's, what's, what's happening in your heart is, is, is really connected. It's really, it's really your imagination, you see. And so if, if we have negative pictures on the inside of us, if we're walking around worry, worried or concerned, what happens is that that's going to determine the direction our life is going to go eventually. And so we want to make sure that the pictures we carry on the inside of us, guys, are in alignment with the Word of God. You see, you see a lot of times... We're either frightened or encouraged, not necessarily by what's happening outside of us, but by the pictures that we carry on the inside of us. Can you guys see that? And so freedom from worry comes down to this. It comes down to recognizing our dominion and our authority over our minds. And guys, then what it comes down to is, is you want to begin to do what I call reversing the momentum of your mind. Worry is the mind running on autopilot and it's built a certain momentum that's negative. And so what you want to do through meditating the Word of God, what you want to do is you want to reverse that momentum of the mind by focusing on God's Word so that gradually your habitual thoughts are in alignment with the Word of God. Your habitual thoughts are no longer in alignment with the worst case scenarios. Glory to God. No, it becomes habitual for you. The way you get rid of a of a uh, of a bad habit is you want to replace it with a good habit and so guys I, I gotta tell you man one of the best habits that you can develop guys is is the habit of uh, meditating the word of uh, thinking in alignment with the word of God you see you see and so what you want to do is you want to take some quiet time and get into the word of God you want to take some quiet time and really look at what the word says and the promises that have been made available to you. You want to listen perhaps to this message again, listen to our other sermons. However you expose yourself to the Word, you want to do it so much, friend, that it really begins to get down into your heart. Let's head over to um, Psalms chapter 1. I'm just going to show you a couple examples here from Scripture, and then we're going to pick this up next week. And next week, what we're going to do is we're going to go over uh, 10 keys. We're going to start going over 10, 10 things that we can do in order to, um, to become free from worry, guys.
Amen. Is everybody on board with this? Praise God. <laughs> I believe this is going to bless you. Uh, and I, I think this is something that everybody can relate to. And it is so important, guys, for us to, to address this, I believe. You see, now I want to show you some examples here on biblical meditation. And I want to start with Psalms chapter 1 and then be ready. We'll head over to Joshua chapter 1. And notice what he says here. I'll, I'll read it out, out of the NLT. He says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. But watch this, verse 2. But they, they delight in the law of the Lord. Now, the law of the Lord, guys, is talking about the Word of God. It's talking about, for us today, just about God's Word. Now, verse 3 says, or excuse me, it goes on uh, in verse 2. He says, meditating on a day and night. And so, they delight in the law of the Lord. And he says, meditating on a day and night. He says, I want you to see this from Scripture. This is a biblical principle. It's meditating on God's Word. And so, that just means that throughout the day, you're thinking about His Word. Throughout the day, you're thinking about... Yeah, and throughout the night, you know, uh, you're thinking about His Word and about His promises, and you say, well, Alex, that sounds almost like a lot of effort, but friend, remember, chances are, if you are wor worried, you're already doing this, but you're doing it in the negative way. <laughs> you see, you're meditating day, on night, day and night. Well, what, what's, what if this thing happens? What if this goes wrong? And so instead, what you want to do is you want to be meditating on His Word. And look at verse 3. He says, the people that meditate in the Word, He says, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. And glory to God, they prosper in all that they do as a result of biblical meditation, which is you getting your, your thinking in alignment with the Word of God and beginning to really see yourself the way that God sees you. Child of God, I want you to understand, God sees you as, a, as an overcomer. How many know God sees you victorious? God, if you're born again, man, God sees you in Christ. And as far as God is concerned, he sees you victorious. Now, what you got to do is you actually have to now get into agreement with that. Look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and we'll finish it here for tonight. Um, look what he says here, uh, verse 8. Yeah, I'll read it out of the uh, NLT as well. He says, study this book of instruction continually. Now, again, that's the word of God. He says, meditate on it day and night, glory to God, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. I want to look at it in the King James, actually, as well. He says in the King James, this book of the law shall, because this is what I want you to see, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. We're going to get into this as well, child of God. That biblical meditation includes you speaking the word. You see, rather than you speaking the stuff that you don't want, what you want to do is you want to begin to speak the Word of God. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. And so meditation includes the speaking part. And watch this, that thou mayest prosper excuse me, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, 
and then you shall have a good success. And so the way that you're going to have good success in your life, child of God, is by meditating in the Word. Rather than meditating on the bad stuff, that's what worry is. What you want to do is you want to be making it your habit to meditate in the Word of God. And guys, the more that you do that, what you're doing is, remember, you're not performing to try to get God to do something. What you're doing is you are aligning yourself with what God wants to do in your life. You see, you're aligning up. You're positioning yourself for God to do some mighty things in your life. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.